please listen carefully. Hello, my name is Joseph Friedman with the CRX podcast, which is a podcast that's directly related to articles in the CRX magazine that comes out quarterly. This is all under the Pharmacy Podcast Network, where I used to have a podcast called The Medical Podcast with Todd Yuri, but I'm thrilled to be a part of that. And in addition, uh, I'm a pharmacist with a master's in business, and uh, I owned and operated a medical cannabis dispensary that uh, was very unique in Illinois, being the only one that was pharmacy-centric, and very proud of that and had a lot of fun with that. It's been kind of surreal at the same time. What I'm trying to do is get the good word out about the benefits of medical cannabis that's fair and balanced uh, for all of you folks. You can find the CRX podcast on crxmag.com or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Enjoy listening. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is the PGX for Pharmacists podcast. We believe pharmacists are the best positioned providers to lead in PGX. Pharmacogenomics is the study of how genes affect a person's response to drugs. This relatively new field combines pharmacology and genomics to develop effective, safe medications and doses that will be tailored to a person's genetic makeup. This podcast is dedicated to pharmacists with an interest in learning more about the data analytics, industry trends, and evidence-based usage of pharmacogenomics. Welcome to PGX for Pharmacists, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. My name is Vanessa Rami, the host to PGX for Pharmacists podcast on this most amazing, largest pharmacy podcast in the nation. If this is your first time tuning in, I'm an MSL to a PGX company called Althea DX, where I'm creating contents and educating clinicians on the value of PGX and helping interpret the reports. I'm also a PGX coach for many years now, helping pharmacists start up their consulting career and discovering the possibilities out there for them. But enough about me. Let me introduce you to two awesome pharmacy students whom I've had the pleasure to be a preceptor for, Noel Tint and Erica Feet, who are in the graduating class of 2022 from St. Louis College of Pharmacy. This was their first rotation and first virtual rotation. So I will let them introduce themselves. Hi, as Banas said, um, my name is Erica Feith and I am a student at uh, University of Health Sciences and Pharmacy in St. Louis. Um, I work at SSM Health DePaul Hospital and am interested in a few uh, different uh, disease states such as um, psychology and um, even chemotherapy. Hi there, my name is Noel and I am also a student at St. Louis College of Pharmacy at the University of Health Sciences and Pharmacy in St. Louis. I'm originally from Chicago, um, so it's a five hour drive for me to come to St. Louis and explore a new city. And it has definitely been a pleasure being a student for Dr. Benaz. Well, thanks for you guys both um, actually being here this, this morning. But um, as a student on this really unique PGX rotation, how did you guys find the rotation and what were your thoughts on it in general? Um, so like Noel said, I'm from Kansas City. So I'm actually from about three hours away also. So this rotation was very unique in that it was um, all online. So uh, that allowed me to work from wherever 
I needed to, which was very helpful. And it also let me work at my own pace. And so we worked mostly on like a weekly gene study and even journal clubs for uh, PGX. And that just really helped me dive deep into um, pharmacogenomics and really get a good understanding that I wasn't able to learn in school. Yeah, so when I was trying to find rotation sites um, that best fit where I want to be at, uh, pharmacogenomics wasn't really taught or emphasized a lot at our school. So picking this rotation, I really wanted to enhance and obviously I wanted to learn more about uh, the field of pharmacogenomics instead of other fields in pharmacy, such as in the community or in the health system. So being able to um, have this rotation, I was able to understand more about the uh, the foundation of pharmacogenomics and then also what Erica said about being able to um, work at home um, instead of having Dr. Sarami lecture us every day we were essentially on our own researching um, and looking up stuff so that when we're actually doing the assignments that she she gives us we actually learn from what we uh, do on our, on our off time instead of having her you know give us a lecture. Yeah, so I was going to ask about that. I know I did a, I had you guys do a lot of self-researching and reading, and instead of me kind of, like you said, lecturing every day, what, was that easier than if I had to lecture like maybe half a few hours and you guys learned that? Because I know we didn't learn a lot of that in school and doing a lot of the finding and reading. I think it's, I, I, at least in my opinion, it does, it does a lot more than me kind of telling you where you guys had to go to Farm GKB, look up all those um, uh, illustrations and how that pathway works, all that I could have explained, but I thought it would be much more beneficial for you guys to look at it, read it, learn it, and um, put it on slide, present it, talk about it. I think that made a huge deal, but that's just my opinion. So um, you guys want to talk about, is was that useful in that sense for you guys? Yeah, I thought it was very beneficial for us to be on our own and go to Farm GKB and find other literature out there about uh, pharmacogenomics. And then you having the um, our expectation and our responsibilities as students printed out for us. So I took the time for to understand the objectives of each week and being able to um, understand what that uh, understand what we're learning for that week, for example, and actually understand it pretty well. But I feel like for people who have pretty bad worth ethic, this rotation might not be their best fit because, like I, like you said, like we you are giving us a lot of responsibility for us to work on our own. And but having that that um, the syllabus where you give us the expectation, I think that helps in terms of being able to uh, prepare and understand what each week is about. Yeah, what is that one assignment you guys could uh, reflect back on? Say uh, that's the one assignment I learned so much from. I know there was the the weekly gene study. There's um, looking up current articles on PGX or news that's going on. Um, there's also the implementation piece. Like if I was telling you guys, if you guys are given I don't know four thousand dollars, which is not a lot of money, uh, to implement PGX in a clinical setting, what that would look like. So, if you guys want to talk about that project, yeah, I'll go ahead and answer that one. So, um, over the past couple of weeks, uh, we had been working on our uh, different gene studies and just uh, like different projects that we had set up, and 
I really thought that it all started coming together once we reached this final assignment of creating our own um, PGX lab. And so um, for me, I was able to use some of my past projects, such as like the um, lab comparison and even um, comparing the CE and other assignments to help me set up my own lab. And so um, I really feel like I just learned a lot through that process. I learned, you know, how much these tests cost, um, how they're obtained, um, how to even start it in our own practice. And I think that that is great information as a student and can really even help us in the future. And so um, overall, I think that was the project that really put it all together for me um, as a student on this rotation. Personally, I really enjoy doing the weekly gene studies just because I get to understand specific SIPs and transporters and their relationship and how it affects certain disease states. And then, and then I was able to understand how, since we're going to be future pharmacists, how some patients can take certain medications if they're considered, for example, a CYP2C19 poor metabolizer or a CYP2E6 ultra rapid metabolizer. So I really enjoyed doing the weekly gene study because you can definitely put that into practice when you become a pharmacist. So Erica, I know you work in a hospital in the chemotherapy section, is that correct? Yeah, you're correct. So how does that, I know we didn't touch up a lot on chemotherapy. We did more mental health, but we did talk a little bit about that. So some of the enzymes or transporters are still kind of relevant with the chemo medication. So I wonder, could that, did you, were you able to use a lot of the information here that you learn and take it back to where you're working, kind of all put it together and see, kind of see it from a different perspective now that you know PGX? Yeah, for sure. So I um, have been trained uh, to handle hazardous meds for about three years now. And through SSM, I'll float out to different infusion centers. And so, um, you know, obviously I'm compounding the meds and uh, making sure, you know, I'm making everything right. But I really didn't put two and two together of why the patients may be having those uh, major side effects or, you know, why they may be needing so many pre-meds or um, things like that. And so I think last week was the week when we did the um, weekly gene study over chemotherapy genes, but that really helped me like tie together why some patients may have more severe adverse reactions or um, may not be able to tolerate certain meds. And so that was really, really cool to me. Um, I do have an interest in oncology and I think that, um, you know, taking that forward with me, that might be something that I could look into in the future and use in my own practice. So um, it was definitely something I'd never even thought of before, but uh, I learned so much about last week. So that was a great opportunity for me, especially with um, that interest. Well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear. So now every time you make a compound, you remember PGX. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. And and the other thing I, I have my students do is actually introduce them because I'm um, part of a grant with an occupational therapist with Washington University here. So I had you guys also meet and talk about how a grant is done, what are the conditions as to when a grant is accepted, what takes 
what are the work that has to be done before and after enduring, how two people can work together, but you know, you have to be part of a, a academia, all that that um, was discussed with the Zoom meeting that we had with the occupational therapist. So how, how did you guys find that? Because I wanted to be able to introduce um, you guys to different disciplines and what can be done outside of a normal box, because I don't think there's many pharmacists out there that do are part of a grant. Um, so I thought this was unique for you guys to learn a different aspect of it. So um, during that meeting, I didn't I, I didn't really understand like how to get a grant or how to go about that. And the occupational therapist did explain how like it does take a lot of work to uh, pre-work essentially to be able to first apply for the grant. And that doesn't really mean that you'll get it. So I thought it was interesting how like how much work that you have to put in beforehand. And then when you do get the grant, how much more work you have to do to put that grant into use in terms of for example, the salary, the equipment that is needed uh, from the grant and all that stuff. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that um, you were working with some other um, practitioners or um, people in, in different areas of um, medicine. And so I just thought that that was like a really unique experience uh, that you do. And I it just showed that like as a pharmacist, you can work with many different um, providers. And overall, just like the grant process seemed really, um, really difficult. And <laughs> I, I thought that I just didn't realize, I guess, how much work uh, really goes into getting those grants. And uh, she really went into detail about how, you know, that's how she uh, gets paid and that's how they're figuring out um, like medication adherence. And I just, I was just really happy to see that other professions were concerned about um, just simple things like that, that can be fixed um, for patients. And so, uh, I just thought it was really, really unique and something that, you know, pharmacists may want to take a part or take part in also. Yeah. So, you know, WashU has a program and I started this like many months ago, but I'm not that old, that they had a pre-doctorate research program. And so it's kind of all unfolded where I started research there. It was all um, MDs, PhDs, the all those kind of professions that are coming together to learn about research while they're still in school. And so I think that that's how I met um, everyone else in the occupational therapy department. And we all kind of wanted to work together, see, because occupational therapists are always inside homes of especially older adults. So how can we leverage a pharmacist and someone that's actually in their home to figure out how to manage their medication? So it was, it was a really beautiful um, synergy, and we kind of figured out how to do that research since I've been doing that since 2014. So it's it's really awesome. So, and yes, uh, Erica, they don't give you free money just because you feel like you want to do something awesome. You have to prove a lot of things that she was talking about. You can, you guys have worked together. You've had established, um, you know, things that that actually has worked in the past. They're they're part of a bit bigger organization. Like there's so many things to prove before you actually get um, money. So that that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> the the other thing that I wanted you guys to know or learn, and other pharmacists coming out that there there are people that don't have money to get their medications, and they're below a certain poverty level or income. 
So they may not be able to have advantage of insurance or get expensive medications, things like that. So I had you guys volunteer once at volunteer of volunteers in medicine or VIM. So they kind of, they have pharmacists there, they have psychiatrists there, they have primary care there. Everyone's volunteering their time to help all these people that don't have money. So I wasn't there with you guys, but I would love to uh, have you guys share what you guys learned and um, how useful was that? And, you know, what, what you guys, you know, can learn to move on as a pharmacist with that information. Yeah, so I, I didn't know that it, volunteers in medicine was free for patients. And when Jared gave us the orientation and the rundown of the place, um, he explained how a uh, majority of the patients there, like they don't have insurance. Um, they're just trying to get good health care, essentially. And what was unique was um, they had a medicine room where they actually had medications, such as amlodipine or sartin for blood pressure. Um, and bupropion for uh, depression. And they actually gave those for, uh, for free for the patients and all they had to do was just you know sign off on it, which I thought was really unique because um, they're essentially helping the community you know with free medication because medications can be expensive um, from my experience with uh, Walgreens. Um, when patients are in their donut hole or if they don't have insurance, these medications can be up to hundreds to thousands of dollars. Um, and they also gave free samples of like really expensive medication, like Jardians. Like Jardians is not really is really expensive, and I was surprised that they had a lot of samples um, of that that they gave to patients for free. Um, and then we also um, uh, gave uh, prescription orders to uh, pharmacies, which usually I'm on the other side in the pharmacy receiving it. So I thought it was a unique experience for me to be on the other side in a doctor's office, uh, talking to the pharmacy and giving them um, the prescription under the doctor um, for the patient of that pharmacy. So overall, that was a really unique experience for sure. I agree with Noel. Uh, it was a really cool experience, a super unique place. Uh, we actually got to talk with um, the doctor that was working that day, Dr. Miller, and uh, he was overall just a really awesome person. He works every Thursday there and he has done so for like the past six years. And he truly cared about the clinic um, which I just feel is so important. Um, but he kind of just explained to us, you know, the type of patient population that they're seeing there and even, you know, just different things that he's doing, trying to get those free samples, like Noelle mentioned. Um, I know that they had a partnership with an independent pharmacy and they were donating a lot of the medications also. And so I thought that that was um, a great way for that pharmacy to help out uh, the community and, you know, patients in need. And overall, um, I plan on going back and volunteering at that uh, clinic. It was a great experience and everyone there was so, so nice and really just wanted to help the patients. And I look forward to spending more time there in the future. Oh, awesome. I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. And it was hopefully it was an eye opener. I got introduced to them while I was a student. I think on my rotation, uh, I don't remember which rotation specifically, but I volunteered at a different location of them, which was way bigger, more, you know, a lot of nurses there, a lot of staff there. And I really like, like you, Erica, Noel, like you guys, I really enjoyed it. I, I love what they stand for. I you know, I thought it was really awesome how they're trying to help people and how a pharmacist can, again, be involved in that process. Um, so it was pretty cool. So I think I've been volunteering for them once a month as well. 
and um, I introduce all all the pharmacy students there because uh, it, it's really a cool concept they have going. So what I know um, you guys had a really great rotation. This is your last week. I'm so sad to see you guys leave, but um, hope you guys have a good rotation going on. But what advice do you guys have or insight for other pharmacists that are kind of in your spot uh, going on their rotations or don't know where to go from here or um, you know, what advice you guys have for your friends about PGX and, and then the information you learn, what, what are you going to do with that? That's what I want to know. So I would say for those that um, are interested in PGX, I would um, recommend taking that free one hour CE um, that Vanaz wrote, which is great. And um, we watched it the first week. It really set the tone for the rotation. And I think that it um, explained pretty quickly what pharmacogenomics is about and gave a good, you know, base understanding. And then if you decided, decided that from there that you really liked um, PGX, you could uh, go ahead and be certified. There's a certification um, CE also, that's the eight credit hour one. Um, it's also on the CE impact website. Um, and so I would recommend those videos to watch because I felt like they were very helpful. And then for me, I plan on trying to use some of this in my practice in the future. I'm not sure where I'll end up, but, uh, you know, I feel like you can take a little bit of every rotation with you and try to apply it to your own, uh, practice. So thank you for everything you've done for us on this rotation. Oh, of course, of course. I'm glad you guys took this rotation. For uh, upcoming uh, pharmacy students um, trying to learn about PGX and, and all that, um, the, yeah, that one hour uh, CE course that we had that you gave us um, definitely gave us like a, a stepping stone in terms of uh, where pharmacogenomics is at and understanding it. So that one hour definitely did help. And in terms of um, pharmacists uh, trying to uh, learn about PGX, like definitely when they apply for their continuing education credit, uh, PGX is definitely one of the, uh, they, they do offer uh, courses where the pharmacists can learn about PGX and implement that into their work setting. And it's funny because uh, I was at work on Saturday and I don't know why, but SIP 2019 always clicks in my head now. And because we go so it. many times <laughs> and Plavix, and that was week one too. So I hope so, you dream of two C nineteen. Right. <laughs> There's a patient that came in, um, and he was on uh, Tacagalor, and obviously I'm not gonna ask him if he's a sip two to C nineteen from Telvisor or whatever. But I mean, it was nice to know that he said he tried different um, antiplatelet medications. And Plavix was one of them, and he said it didn't work for him. So then in my head, this going back to uh, rotations, I was like, oh, Dr. Uh, Sarami, she made us learn about CYP2C19. So he's probably, in my head, I just assumed he's a CYP2C19 for metabolizer. And then the doctor, that's why I assume he was put on uh, Ticagalor so that his risk of a uh, stroke or a heart attack is like well, not there. But so that was really interesting in terms of like applying what I learned into the retail setting, even if it's like a small amount. That, that's awesome. That's a big amount because a lot of people right. 
especially they've been practicing a community setting they don't they're not very familiar with pgx so now you see all these drugs coming in your wherever you're going to be if you're uh, going to be in community pharmacy you're going to see all these drugs and like oh my gosh like citalopram cc19 oh my gosh you know it, it'll be really cool so oh, i yes. hope you guys both continue learning because there's always so much to learn it really doesn't stop when it comes to pharmacy world it, you know it's a different profession but um, do you guys have any last minute things you want to say? Um, I am on LinkedIn. So if anybody has uh, any comments for me or um, wants to make a connection, feel free to message me on LinkedIn, uh, Erica Feef. I love it. Okay. And that, that's good because that was going to be my next thing where they can, if other students hearing this in pharmacy school want to kind of ask you guys questions where they can re reach you guys. But I, there will be a little uh, information section which you guys' um, information on the podcast if you can reach out to. But thank you for being on here. Thanks for being awesome students and, you know, taking it, uh, the curriculum really well and doing your own work. And you're right, Noel, it does not work for everybody to kind of tell them what to do for the day and they go do it. They can just not but you guys did awesome i could tell you guys did a lot of the work for the research the reading because of you guys' presentation so i could tell you guys were actually working and not slacking so that's awesome but um thank you guys i wish you guys the best i hope you use pgx in wherever setting you're going to go to because it can be used any setting you guys going to go to like it can be in retail it could be a hospital hope you guys get involved in research which is really nice and you guys can always reach back out to me if you have any questions. Thank you, everybody, to tuning in. And please tune in next time where we're going to have um, an awesome speaker coming in. You don't want to miss that. And don't forget to share this link to everyone so they can take advantage of listening to PGX for Pharmacists podcast on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. There's no other place to get all your PGX needs. We do a lot of PGXing on here. So thank you, everybody. Thanks for your interest in PGX and for spending some time with us. Please share this podcast and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. For all of our episodes, please visit PGX4RX.com. That's PGX4RX.com.